This is Sunday Recap. Sunday Recap. A weekly sermon podcast. With Dave. With Dave. Ken. Chris. And Joey. Good show. Heidi Ho. All right. Heidi Ho, the kids say. Heidi Ho. Well, this is Sunday Recap. Jim is taking the day off today. He's not uh, going to be on the podcast with us. We have Elliot back with us today. Excited to have Elliot back. Um, yes. I, I was going to say, if you can see the video because you're watching it, it is weird for me to see that video because I filmed it before I cut Joseph's hair like three or four weeks ago. So his hair is mm. real long in that picture, and it's not anymore in real life. So it's pretty funny. But if you can't see it, sorry, because this is a podcast, and we talk about talking about things. Uh, this week... In our sermon series, we're, what is this, third week of First Corinthians True Unity already? Time flies when you're stuck at home, huh? Mm. And not really at the same time. It's great. Um, we, Chris took the week off. How was having the week off, Chris? You weren't there at all on Sunday this week? It was magical. <laughs> it was really good. It was it was honestly really good to, to see from the other side of the veil what, what, what we're doing. Uh, sure. I've never gotten to experience it, and uh, I was like, oh, okay, what we're doing is worth doing. <laughs> it was not just yelling in an empty room. So yeah, it was really good. Good job, guys. Way to make it happen. Yeah. And Keelan on the foot drums, man. He, yeah, I feel like, good. I feel like he's got. Um, if you, for those of you who didn't get to tune in, he, he was playing guitar and singing and playing my little suitcase foot drums, so a kick and a, a tambourine. And I feel like he's got some illegal skills because he's actually a drummer too. So it was it's <laughs> it's like twelve times as hard for me to do what he was doing, but he just like what a yeah, he was he was well really drummer. good. Yeah, he's a baller. He's really good. Mm-hmm. It was funny we uh, we had gone through most of the service with most of the songs and hadn't got a shot of of the little drum suitcase. I was like, hey, hey, can you guys get a shot of the drum suitcase? They're like, wait, wait, what? It's like, can you get a shot of like the drum? They're like, they're like, like, like this? Is this what you want? I was like, yeah. They're like, okay. It's like, we got to show it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I saw it. I was yeah. rejoicing. Karis, great job on keys. That Dave's daughter did an awesome job singing and playing. Piano. She's a good kid. <laughs> We're glad she's here. We're glad she's mm-hmm. able to help us during this time. It's pretty cool that, I mean, it's yeah. sad, but it's pretty cool that she yeah. got to not be at school during this time, be at home, and then uh, get to help us out with lots of things. So that's really fun. Yeah. It's been, and she has brightened the household. <laughs> Probably a lot more music in your house, huh? Just constantly overflowing with singing. A lot more uh, music and a lot more uh, dramatic monologues. Mm, nice nice everybody needs that yes <laughs> how did you guys feel about sunday how you doing you survived feel happy uh i thought it was good yeah yeah it's good i i do realize after having done this several weeks it is a very weird manic feeling to preach to a camera it's just weird it's weird yeah. i first couple of weeks i was kind of trying to be positive like okay i can do this it's not that bad it feels not that different but after doing it weeks and weeks, I'm like, yep, no, this is really weird. Totally different. <laughs> I, I mean, I still enjoy get getting to share God's or... word. Yeah, yeah, no reactions. And yeah, it's just weird. That's tough. But not completely terrible, as Chris Webster would say. 
Just weird. <laughs> hey, no, just no, no. We're saying amen, and and you know, in the virtual world, that's right. You can't hear that's us, right. but we're amen in your brother. That's right. I got two people at my church that say amen, and I can't hear them right now. So <laughs> that makes me. Oh, I missed my opportunity. I should have like totally been practicing, just yelling it out in my living room. Ah, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's what everybody needs to be doing. Practicing. Yes. Come Chris, back. I, I, I can show you, brother. I can. All show right. You, you know. Get the training video going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because we'll you do. know we very vocal. We very vocal. You know? Teach us, Elliot. <laughs> Teach us. I love it. Love it. I mean, seriously, it, yeah, I was coaching my kids to just sing, you know, it, we just, yeah, to get louder. It always gives the preacher encouragement when you get some amen, some some enthusiasm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Instead of just nodding asleep in dust pews, that's that a little better. That is not good. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could. Cultures do show approval by frowning. Mm, that's true. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that. I, I could tell that you were a little off kilter today, especially at the end of the sermon when you just didn't pray. You you end your sermon by praying yeah. every week, every single week, whether oh, we're there or not. I didn't even notice yeah. that. And then Dave's like, all yeah. right, the band's coming up. Oh, wow. And I was like, no, this, this, right. we, we, it's like a prayer must happen we right have now. Script. Yes. And you always, <laughs> well, I mean, you always have like the smoothest transition, you know, that I try uh-huh. not to ever copy, but it's so smooth. It's just like, let me pray for it. okay here's a little funny weird thing from junior high i started going to a bible teaching church in junior high and but i was not yet really a believer so me and my junior high buddy like seventh grade eighth grade you know would sit there together and make jokes during the sermon and we used to try to time the pastor saying let us pray or whatever it was he would say at the end (laughs) we would like try to beat him to the punch we could like see his body language and we'd say let us pray. So I, I practiced in junior high, but I failed yesterday. It is fascinating. Uh, just uh, one nerd, nerd comment and we'll keep, keep going. But I, I've, I've been fascinated by, uh, you know, watching other people's services just for a few seconds and, and just like, oh, okay, let's do what they do. And that's what we do. And uh, I, love the, I love the paradigm I heard from somebody that um, w- with different types of music. There's different artists, so like in say pop culture, and I think also oh, uh, even like I noticed this in R and B. There's this this desire to be a bit larger than life and like unattainably awesome and rich and and amazing. And then you have this other spectrum of like whatever it is, folk kind of folk and and rootsy kind of stuff, where it's like hey, I'm just a normal dude sitting on a street corner making music mm-hmm. or you know, <laughs> buskers. It's like. Mm. And and I just I think that's such a fascinating thing for church too. Like we're totally in the folk land of like we're not putting on airs. We're not trying to show you like we're the slickest thing in town. It's just like hey, a bunch of people getting together and loving Jesus. You know, it's 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 really refreshing. And but I think it's also confusing to people sometimes because they're so used to the like polished and like perfect mm. version. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, that's probably something uh, people listening don't really maybe necessarily think about they experience it but haven't really thought through like subconscious oh, yeah, we're, we're like we're just trying to be just like you like mm-hmm. we're not trying to be uh the yeah. super christians that know how to do everything just like what they're super duper christians I mean, yeah oh they're <laughs> out there i believe anyway it's good stuff this one. i've heard of this 
Yeah, it, <laughs> it's. I think it's extra funny being the guy who has to choose, you know, where we go next during the service. So I'm like looking at Dave and I'm like, I know, I know this song and I know this song is wrapping up and has five seconds left. And I'm like, Dave, ah. get on stage. And he's like, yeah, 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 I got it. And giving me like a thumbs up. And then he runs on stage, you know. And so like it worked all right the first first time through. But then at the benediction, mm -hmm. literally, I mean, the song was over and he was still sitting in his chair. And yeah. I'm, I'm sitting like, there Whoops. going, I, I have nowhere to go. Like there's no camera shot to go to. Right. So if, if we're <laughs> doing it, you know, pre-recorded and doing edits, which is a great way to do it, too. But if we're doing it that way, then no big deal. I cut out that 30 seconds you know, whatever. Mm. At this point, it's like Keelan's standing there and he's like, done. And Dave's spot <laughs> is empty and it's just like frozen. Oh, man. It felt so uh, rough. But Raw is good. I mean, I got no problem with that. Raw. We love Raw. But, but yeah, I'm trying to be all professional and be like, all right, Dave, please move to the stage. And he's like sitting in his chair like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're trying to do the best we can for sure. I think there's a difference between trying to hide the humanity and yeah, yeah, still, still working hard to do our best. I do think we do that. Uh, yes, Dave, you gotta be faster. Run up there. Maybe you, uh, you could wear track shoes, maybe. No, no, we show that. I, I try to always wear good tread, no matter what I'm wearing. So yeah, good tread. Safety good first. Tread. Safety first. Mm-hmm. Oh man, cool. Well, I watched the governor. Rewatched the governor's video broadcast no 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 not his broadcast i looked at his what do you call it where the words are written down transcript of his oh, video transcript. broadcast oh, yeah. and the first line was i can't tell are we ready to start and they like have that in the transcript <laughs> like, so great. Oh, that was the first word you so said i can relate many videos so many yes. live videos it's like uh it starts for 30 seconds and just the guy sitting there like looking down to the left looking up to the right Looking to the left, right. And he's like silent, looking around, looking around. Whoa. And then he's like, oh. Or how many videos have you seen lately of someone who goes on Facebook Live and it's completely sideways? And they're like mm -hmm. sitting there for a while. Then they realize it's live. And then they're like, good morning, everybody. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, there's a comment. It's sideways. Hold on. Let me figure that out. <laughs> I just yeah. love it. It's so... It's so much better than the, just being so moment. polished and perfect for everything. You know? Yeah. 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 I like that too. Well, usually we go through your sermon point by point all the way through. However, we have like 30 questions today, which I'm all about. Mm. Um, wow. Y'all remember like focus on the family to every man and answer or something, that old radio show? Mm. Huh. Do you guys ever I listen to that when you were, uh -uh. for me, it was I remember was focus younger. on the family, but. They did like a. I used to listen to the Bible Answer Man. That was the call in. Mm. But I think they didn't really call in. I think it was all like pre scripted questions. I wonder if it was just a Los Angeles area radio show and uh, it wasn't actually yeah. nationwide. But there was a radio show called To Every Man and Answer. And it was a thing where people mm. would just call in and ask questions. We have lots mm. of questions. So let's take a, a vote um, between us four, not between all you commenters. But you can comment all you want and let us know what your vote would have been, and we will ignore it. Um, <laughs> not, not really, but should we go so point like, by point through, through like we normally do? Should we just ask all the questions and then see where that lands us? Mm. Uh, it's just mm. very different. We've kind of always wanted it to be a time for lots of questions. And some yeah. of the questions we answered during the uh, hanging in the lobby yesterday 
but not everybody mm-hmm. stays for that. I don't know. It's I kind of, you. I just, I have this feeling that we've kind of always wanted the podcast to be lots of questions. We just never mm-hmm. have gotten lots of questions. Um, but I also mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. want to focus on the sermon somewhat too. So how about, my vote is we do the outline. So we talk about like big idea, why you chose what you chose, big idea for each um, mm-hmm. main point. Then we ans- ask questions and then we go into details if we need more for the main points. What do you think? Stop, yeah. Yeah, sure. I got a thumbs up from Chris. Good to go. All right. So this week, week three of our True Unity series, steer, um, a series from First Corinthians, uh, chapters one oh. through four, I think. And uh, mm-hmm. this week was pride is our problem. And I said at the end of the sermon that I want to give you a high five because um, I thought it was really good in the moment. I have not had mm. a chance to go back and re-listen or re-look through. So this will be um, cheating from your notes. So cheating. Make sure you call me out when I say something <laughs> that you didn't actually say. That's yes, that's yes. what I live for. I tried for. to stay closer to my notes this week. Well, don't feel mm. that pressure just because we read from your notes. That's not a big deal. Yeah. But uh, well, it's actually reverse pressure. I just tried to write better notes actually mm. ahead of time. I yeah. didn't like try that hard in the moment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> well, we we try and keep say that, saying this, but I don't know if it comes across in all of our actions. But continue to do what's best and good for you, and we will adjust yes. accordingly. So um, we feel like that's the best way to do it. I think. But pride is our problem. From First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-six, through uh, mm. chapter two, verse five. Um, so tell us a little bit about why pride is our problem was what you chose, how that fits mm-hmm. in a theme of unity, <clears throat> just big idea stuff. And anyone can chime in, but I'm hoping for a quick summary from Dave first, probably quick summary. I think I've said this in a couple different ways, but it's like crystallizing more and more. So the difference between preaching Paul and James, when I'm preaching Paul, there's a lot more big theology that then works its way down to application. And so sometimes you're preaching a section in Paul where it's more big theology and less specific application because that can be spread out over the letter. Whereas mm. like James, it's just like concrete application, concrete application, you know. And and I think because my temperament is maybe actually more like Paul's, I find it harder to preach a balanced sermon. So yeah. so that I was really trying to focus on what's the problem, what's the problem, where's this, where does the rubber meet the road? You know, so I was trying to really start i guess more negative because i'm in paul and i can just jump too quickly to you know big ideas just identity in christ and love jesus the end you know so i was trying to really get a like what's the umph problem here so that that was what led me to that title and that that focus um and then let the text answer you know with the big what's the big theology answer to pride being our problem Mm. I love it. Any other thoughts from anybody else before we move a little forward? Mm. No, I think you had touched, um, you had touched a little bit on it at the uh, end of the the um, service yesterday when our little hangout about, well, actually in your sermon too, about the doctrine of election. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of made you not steer away from it, but not want to go into mm-hmm. some of the glory details, the glory mm. details of uh, of that doctrine? You know, the more I teach, the more I think that what I said yesterday is the essence of election. 
Does that right. make sense? And yeah. so like when I'm, I guess I'm saying it apologetically, like, hey, I'm not going to go into these gory details because I think it's kind of like end times teaching. The more, the more I study the end times, the more I believe that Matthew 24 and 25's emphasis on being ready yes. is the whole point. <laughs> right. Not know the signs, you know, like those are two different emphases. And I think the same thing with election and predestination. More and more, I'm just becoming convinced like, oh, know you're loved by God. Mm. Understand God's grace is your only hope that that's the point of election. So more and more, I'm, I'm just thinking our traditional, like systematic theology, understanding of the five points of Calvinism or the five points of Arminianism or whatever, or not, that's mm. not really the, the point. Not that those things are evil. That's just not the pastoral emphasis. Especially, and I was especially driven there from this text. So that's good. That's good. Thanks. So your three points were about, Pride versus other things, right? So God's mm -hmm. choosing versus mm -hmm. pride, boasting mm -hmm. versus pride, and spiritual yeah. power versus pride. Any mm -hmm. big thoughts from God's choosing versus pride? I mean, it's the ultimate undermining of our pride, right? You know, <laughs> going back to the, like the whole point of Paul's whole point is you can't, you shouldn't be proud. You have no reason to be proud. You can't be proud if election is true. Election is true, therefore, no pride. Boom. Mm. Your legs are cut out from underneath you. Mm. What yeah. is the, uh, if you're going to boast anything, boast in Christ? Uh, what's that one? That's a really bad paraphrase. That's boasting. That's the boasting section, second section. Second oh, section. Yeah, second okay. Mm -hmm. Duh. Duh, Joey. Uh, so, <laughs> first, first section is pretty clear. God chose, God chose, God chose. Second section was pretty clear too. There was kind of a, um, you know, wrong kind of boasting, right kind of boasting with the gospel in the middle. And, you know, in Christ Jesus, you have redemption, sanctification, and righteousness. Mm. And then the third section was a little fuzzier, a little more abstract. It was, I said, spiritual power, I think. Spiritual something. Mm -hmm. Spiritual power. In, and, in, uh, mm. yeah, that one was a little trickier. Go ahead, Nelly. Uh, in, that, in that first one, uh, mm -hmm. the choosing part, you know, it was a lot of it had to some some to some to do with like uh, kind of how you're born. Like it talks about noble birth mm, and yeah. all this status and rank, and you may have certain power. And it's like God is saying, "Man, if you get caught up in that, you mm -hmm. yeah, you <laughs> you may not be the choosing, right?" So yeah, yeah. But then he re like God reverses our whole paradigm, where in the world yeah. like we like, hey, you know, I gotta have status and all these things, but God is like, no, you need you need mm -hmm. to be humble. So I really think that you definitely pulled out the pride aspect of that really well. Yeah. Yeah, it cuts down the proud. Election, God's choosing, cuts down the proud. But it also affirms the the outcast, right? The weak. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so I know for me growing up, like kind of this middle class life where my folks split up and I was the poor kid in a rich neighborhood. So like we still lived in the neighborhood my parents bought together when they were married, but they split up and we like barely survived, you know, and kind of just like, hanged on barely you know scrapping by in this rich neighborhood where our house was falling apart you know and uh so i always had this like i'm an outsider i'm you know i'm messed up my family's all screwed you know like i had that view in context where i grew up and god's choosing says no god god adopted you in love and and you're you're a part of you know the family of god yeah. and so that that's a pretty important antidote to 
are what's the the language Paul uses? Not noble birth, not wisdom, not power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Boasting versus oh, go ahead. Oh no, I just I, I just keep I, I don't even really know how to attack what what angle to attack from, but um, it's just you know that you have these moments where you're reading scripture and you're just very aware that of how kind of how this is an upside down kingdom. <laughs> this is just, right. <laughs> so the opposite of everything the culture is screaming mm-hmm. and even Christian subculture, it, which is influenced by the broader culture and, mm-hmm. you know, just the self-esteem language. And, mm-hmm. and there, I think maybe even, maybe even that's a great thing to have El- Elliot. I don't know if you've pondered this too. I, I think in like, um, uh, like even in like recovery circles and stuff, it's there's there's this desire to regain my own dignity, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much of what what we wrestle with feels like the whole problem is I don't I'm I don't feel valuable anymore. Mm-hmm. And then th- what what the world says the answer is is well remember how valuable you are because of how great you are. Um, remember all these great things about you. That, that, self-esteem language and just how opposite this is and so i guess what what would you say i know that's a lot of exactly what you're addressing dave um but -hmm. just in that specific vein what 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 is the comparison between self-esteem and what we're talking about Mm. Mm. Uh, that's a a good one i like that yeah elliot or joey y'all want to try to answer that one i think that's a good question well, he asked it to Elliot, so I'm going to let Elliot answer that question. <laughs> I think, so, uh, the self-esteem language, I necessarily doesn't, don't like because it seems like the Bible is very clear about denying yourself and denying yourself and follow Christ. So, mm-hmm. I think your identity, one thing I love about Celebrate Recovery is that we never say, hi, I'm an alcoholic, my name is Elliot. We say, hi, I'm a, follow, a faithful follower of Christ. I'm a slave of Christ. I'm God-chosen mm-hmm. son. Uh, we... Our identity is our we're Christian first, so mm-hmm. our esteem is like similar to like Paul said. We boast in the Lord. We don't boast about even in re- even in recovery. We don't boast like, "Hey, I'm out of recovery." No one, no one ever says mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I'm out of recovery." So similar, like mm-hmm. Paul says, uh, "Though I, I haven't attained, like I, I'm still striving." <laughs> and so I think all of us in our language, at least in celebrate recovery, is this constant striving, uh, not for works, but just to get to know God more, to allow him to enter into our lives more. Um, mm. So we don't really get into the self-esteem language. Definitely not there. I know the culture does. And I had to kind of rid myself of that when I first came to Christ, because I thought that that's what it was all about. You know, feel good about yourself and all these other things. Um, instead, I had to learn, man, you have to deny yourself. There's things about yourself that are godly. And God mm-hmm. is the one that infuses you um, with his with his goodness and his spirit. And you rely on that. So... Um, that's one thing I do love about celebrate recovery. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Dave? I, and I think even again, you address this, but can you go too far in that direction, like anti-self-esteem? Or, or <laughs> I, I need to like... dwell on my own yeah. evil. Yeah. Again, you directly address that, I know, but I just want to—I yeah, love yeah. to hit as many angles as you can. Yeah, I mean, I would say my general answer is read the Valley of Vision, but don't read it too much. That's my answer mm-hmm. to that one. <laughs> Valley of Vision, <laughs> oh, the Valley of Vision. is, you yeah. know, it's a, pure, a collection of Puritan prayers kind of edited, updated a little bit. And 
they definitely lean that way. Like the secret to the universe is calling yourself a worm. And I mean, that's part of it. There's just the both sides of the gospel. I, I love the, the Jack Miller quote that, that then Tim Keller re re quotes a lot and says in different ways, but the whole like cheer up, you're worse off than you think, but you're more loved than you can imagine. You know, there's mm. you just got those both sides of it. And those are really important to replay. Um, so yeah. So the, the gospel, the cross is humbling in its judgment of us but it's also amazingly exalting in its yes. free righteousness and grace and love given to it, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's easy, it's easy to emphasize one more than the other, I think. And I know yeah. I, I probably tend to emphasize the love side a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I do the other side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's fascinating. Cause I think, uh, there's a beauty and a danger towards other people too. I think it really does mm-hmm. affect, how you interact with others. Yes. If you are, if you are hitting this dark legalism of your mm-hmm. own soul, you, you will have that towards others as well. Right. Yeah, if, if, and then also, I, I guess it like feeds both directions, right? If, if you, if you feel safe in, in Jesus, not because of your own works, you can love other people regardless of whether they're doing great things or terrible things at the moment, you, you have a mm-hmm. more freedom. But also, as you learn to just see the dignity in all people, yes, yes. you start to feel <laughs> you're you're like, oh, and I get to be a part of that. But right. it's almost like uh, if you if uh, you chase it directly, it becomes pride. You know, it, it has mm-hmm. to be a byproduct of of the, yeah. seeing the cross clearly. Or that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Imago mm-hmm. day, man. Imago day. Yeah. That's what yeah. helped me yeah. a lot. Just learning that. Having the image of God being made in the image of God. Yeah, yeah. made in the yeah. image of God. I think that's the anti. I think that's the anti self esteem. Imago Dei. I think mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you know you made in the image of God, that's all you can. You, you just focus on that. You'll be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, I love uh, Francis Schaeffer's image. Is we are glorious ruins, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I love I love that. I think that's a, a great that's way a to hold one. that tension. Like image of God fractured by sin. Both both are there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Glorious ruins. It's good. Mm. I feel like we're already talking about boasting versus pride, but maybe not. <laughs> sure. I think so. Oh, we're all over. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. Yeah. Anything else about boasting versus pride? I'm trying to move us quickly ish through the points so we can get to all the questions. Mm-hmm. Quickly ish. No rush. Quickly ish. Mm. Great, mm. great restatement of the gospel for people that, you know, you're looking for these little memory verse type things. A lot of times we quote the Roman road as verses where you can memorize the gospel but that one's pretty nice uh is that verse 30 where he says in yeah in christ jesus we have i'm gonna get the order messed up wisdom and because of him you are in christ jesus who became to us Mm -hmm. wisdom from god righteousness and sanctification and redemption yeah Mm. it's kind of got all those salvation words all packed together there in one place definitely have all that in christ and that's the most repeated um description in Christ is the most repeated description of our salvation in the New Testament. That phrase. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like justification, sanctification, glorification. It's like all interchangeable words in this verse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's good. Alright. Spiritual power versus pride. We ready to move that way? We've talked a good bit about God's choosing, good bit about boasting. Any big picture ideas about spiritual power? What was 
kind of big picture main point main thought hmm I think I was trying to get people to step out. I always rush my final points, you know, but I think I was trying to get people to step out and try to talk about their faith, but also to step out and serve with their gifts in a way that is like risk-taking and spirit-dependent, prayerful. Um, and, and then I got a question. So something I tried to say that I think I got a question, which made me think I didn't say it as well as I wanted to, was... I said, there's like this difference between the miraculous, flashy miracle. Like we tend to think of like being spirit filled or uh, depending on the spirit in the miraculous sense, especially if you came from a Pentecostal background, you've been taught that like, oh, the sign of the spirit are these unusual manifestations. And what I was trying to say is actually what's more miraculous and more spiritually amazing are the simple things of like the fruit of the spirit, serving people in love, using our gifts in a way that honors God and not ourselves. So I was trying to say those daily spirit dependence things, that that's where the real miracle is. (laughs) So not to discount, like God can do miracles, totally believe it, but we shouldn't like chase those. What we should chase is God help me to be filled with your spirit in a fruit of the spirit way. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, you know, help me be filled with the spirit in a, I speak of you, depending on your spiritual power, or I use my gifts to serve depending on your spiritual power and not my own strength. So, um, so anyway, that was something I tried to say, but the question made me feel like, Ooh, I think I rushed it too much. Mm. And I'm, and a reminder to everyone giving questions just because he says, I think I didn't say it well enough. That doesn't mean don't send your questions and it makes Dave feel bad. Like (laughs) we we still (laughs) want your questions. That's good. It helps us clarify that's that's what we're trying to do here is kind of talk through some some of the things kind of recap a little bit but also get a lot of your questions like what what did we miss Mm -hmm. what can we help Mm -hmm. you better understand Mm -hmm. anything else big picture about spiritual power or you think that kind of covers it before we read the rest of the questions Mm -hmm. spoiler we answered one already at least one Um, I did have a question for Dave. Um, Dave, mm-hmm. I know you had mentioned about Paul's, uh, like he, he, you said, I think this is like your second week saying that uh, he was eloquent. He did have the ability to speak um, eloquently and, and mm-hmm. educated, but it seems like he chose not to, um, just using the simplicity of the gospel to allow mm-hmm. the spirit to show like, hey, God is powerful. I don't have to do all of those things. Um, I guess, yeah. you know, when you first read it, it sounds like Paul is saying, I'm not eloquent. So, uh, can you, I guess, can you elaborate yeah. a little bit more uh, on that idea? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a tricky one. That So this is one of those, like, debate, you know, it's debated out there. So I'm giving I'm giving my view, which, of course, I think is right. But, you know, just know this is a debated <laughs> thing. Right. Uh, so having studied classical rhetoric and speech communication, like, and, and plus, if you just are a Bible student, you recognize, oh, Paul is brilliant, and he's making very clear like tactical, rhetorically beautiful, poetically beautiful arguments. Like, you know, he's using basic good communication skills. So then we know it can't mean he doesn't use that at all. So what does it mean? And again, I think he's, he's talking about the, the excesses of the day. Um, I heard one preacher say it this way. I thought this was another helpful way to look at it is like, Um, You can be someone that gets a haircut 
you know, wears clean clothes, brushes your teeth, but you're not obsessed with your image. And mm. Corinth wasn't obsessed with image play. So it's kind of like speaking to a church in LA or Hollywood oh. and saying, not many of you have the, the, you know, superstar lifestyle guys. Not many of you, you know, right. have, have a million followers on Instagram, you know, so it's more <laughs> talking about the extremes of that culture that was obsessed with it. And he sees it leaking into the church. Uh. Um, and then another technical point is he, uh, the word kerygma preaching and, and there's another word he uses. I'm forgetting what it was, but a couple of words, commentators that, you know, the, the guys that know more about the original language will say he's purposefully using words like preach, which is the language of a herald, a newscaster in their day and age. The herald that runs in and brings the news is looked down on as like a slave type person, maybe not technically slave, but, you know, like a low person, whereas the rhetorical wisdom, fine speech person was the specialized person in their society so he's he's contrasting technical terms he's he's kind of contrasting plain clear speech with fancy syrupy you know wisdom language um so i think the best way to understand it is the in the extremes he's he's not going all in with the extremes of fine speech although he's using clear classical rhetorical strategies Mm, that's good You ready? I feel like I just said way too much and confused the whole thing. No, no, that was good. It's all right. Thank you. My computer is not doing what I want it to do. Uh oh. No, no. Where are the questions? You ready for questions? Uh, I mm-hmm. have the questions. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we do have a list of questions that Dave, Chris, and I can see. Elliot can't see it. I feel bad. Uh, can Shady. you can you share that to Elliot, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> sure because we don't have it all right we'll have a list and we'll start reading them um i'm trying to make my computer do it does somebody have the list open that they can read a question because i don't know okay there we go i got it now it wasn't working okay all right here we go should i try and categorize them and order them or not uh this is nope, so hard just go so for many. It. all right i'm just gonna start just at go the top Started from the top, now we're here. Whoa, what happened? It's all pink. Dave talked about not being prideful and boasting uh, when posting on sites like Facebook. This Mm. individual understands not being prideful and not being boastful in oneself. However, their question says, where is the line drawn of being prideful and boasting versus just stating facts that seem to be mean? Um, Mm. Uh, that we as Christians uh, question. So, yeah, at what point are we allowed to question things like our government during a time like this? Or what time do we need to be quiet? It's kind of, and it's, mm. I'll start off and the answer by saying, it's really hard to decide where that line is. And we can't yeah. tell you exactly where that line is, but we can help give you principles probably that would guide where you place yeah, that definitely. line. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'll start with that while I try and get my computer to continue to work. <laughs> One, one principle, one principle that I use um, for social media that I always think of is all things are lawful, but all things don't edify. Um, mm. So I constantly try to remind myself of that. I've like been when saying I post that this, so much this is it last gonna couple edify, weeks. Oof. Is it gonna? Mm. Is it gonna edify p- 
people like who's the audience right so it's like mm-hmm. are they going to be edifying from this is this going to cause even more uh, confusion and division or how is this going to represent god like how how was this comment or this post like if i argue about the government or whatever the case may be i then have to kind of check myself and understand say well do i have all of the facts do i mm-hmm. absolutely know everything about this subject before mm-hmm. I say this. So it's a lot of different factors, but I, my overall principle is all things are lawful, but all things don't edify. I think it's a time mm-hmm. and place to have those conversations. Social media may not be the blessing, <laughs> in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think the facts thing is really big, too, because I, I would like to think that I know all of the facts, me as a person, individual, because mm-hmm. I read a lot, and I look into it, and I try and mm-hmm. figure it out and know mm-hmm. the best options, but Let's be real. I have nowhere near the amount of facts as Governor Abbott or, um, you know, the people on on the coronavirus response team or Dr. Fauci. Like, I don't know. Compared to them, Mm -hmm. I probably have like a kindergartner's education on it all. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think for me, when it starts to move into being prideful is when I think I have all the facts and then I start to act like that. So I think that's also mm-hmm. right. But yeah, the lawful and beneficial thing is huge and been on my brain a lot the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm always careful, too, about the government thing. Uh, obviously, you know, Romans 13 and other scriptures, Peter, First Peter. Uh, not that you can't be, I don't want to say critical, but mm-hmm. I just think it's a level of respect that we, that we have to have, even in disagreement. Like, even mm-hmm. if I disagree or I may think otherwise... I still think it's a level of respect and our call is to pray, like to pray for our leaders. Yeah. It's not really to like yeah. bash them and be critical. It's really like, yeah. even if you disagree, pray for them. Like I'm going to pray for my mm-hmm. leaders um, that they do make the right decisions. And even if they don't, I'm going to glorify God. Like, it, yeah. And I think there's a weird sense of need with social media. Nobody needs my social media posts. Nobody needs your social media posts. You know, like, so I think that's part of it. Like, we have this compulsion and I feel it. So this, I'm speaking from my own heart issues here. Like, and I see this in other people that feel like they have to say something. I'm like, like, you can not say something. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, <laughs> you don't need to put your, like, if everybody needs to put all their stuff out on the table, we've got way too much. This is more than can be digested. So, I think that's, I guess I'm thinking really tactically with that comment, like, like what, what's the most effective use of your communication? And I think we're enamored with, I can speak to, you know, what do I have? 1500 friends on Facebook. I can speak to 1500 people at the same time. That's exciting. Well, so like, they're not really getting the message, are they? You know, like, so I think that's part of why I was challenging that. Um, so yeah, of course, state facts course be honest say what you think mm-hmm. i just i'm concerned i so i i purposefully have christian and non-christian friends on social media i try to pay attention to what both sides think and you know a variety of different views on both sides and i'm concerned that christians pigeonhole themselves as conspiracy theorists number one i just think uh that's dangerous <laughs> just that, that just worries me mm-hmm. And I'm a skeptic, just to put it out on the table. I, I would put myself, you know, in the middle of, I'm a skeptic. Yeah, for sure. I'm a skeptic of uh, of both sides on everything. 
but that doesn't mean I'm going to say everything I ever think, you know? I don't know if that, don't know yeah. if that helps. It does. I would say, too, going back to submitting to the government and that being what we're called to, like, we got to think back to the original audience. Again, like, we do this all the time with scripture, but then sometimes we forget, right? Mm -hmm. The original Mm -hmm. audience that's being spoken to about being submissive to the government is, like, a way more oppressive government than we're talking about. Way more than stay at home because there's a sickness, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about being burned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking about yeah. not anywhere near what we're being called to submit to the government-wise. So I think yeah. to right. some degree it is different because we live in a different form of government, right? We can mm-hmm. we can vote, we can voice our opinions. However, right. we're nowhere near the level of oppression that was being mm-hmm. called to be submitted to back then. So... I think there are places yeah. to voice it. There are places to do that, but I think we are we are n- probably not doing a great job if we're choosing to not honor them and not follow their rules, etc. In yeah. something like this, compared to what what was being called towards submission-wise back then. Yeah, yeah. and and social media is a lazy form of communication. it's true that's true that's true you know what i mean it's like let me throw something out to two thousand people (laughs) versus like well what if you organized a study group or you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like if you really want to change people's mind like what how do you actually change people's minds maybe that's that's the important thing how do you really find the truth how do you really change people's minds and is politics more important than the gospel because that that's the big thing that's Plugging me. Of course, we have to be involved in politics because it's part of our calling as being citizens. So being citizens in a voting country means we have to care. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But is politics more important than the gospel? You know, that's that's Mm -hmm. a a big thing I think we need to consider. Well, and is your politics turning people away from the gospel, right? If they see what you're posting or, you know, see that you're anti-government or anti what they think is helpful like is that going to turn people away from you being able to to share the gospel message with them yeah and another thought that i always have is in relation to this is uh, is the government asking me to do something that's against god is they are they asking me yeah. to sin are they asking me to deny my faith like like i don't mm-hmm. you know um, in regards to like us gathering i mean hey look man we're gathering now <laughs> you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so Christians yeah. gathered throughout history in a variety of ways. I mean, look what's happening now in mm-hmm. China and other areas that they can't really go outside and gather like we do, but they mm-hmm. still find yeah. ways. So I think uh, mm-hmm. for me, you know, I'm like the government is not asking me to do anything sinful or not asking me to deny my faith. So mm-hmm. with that, I'm going to you know submit and, and uh, pray for them. And I would agree mm-hmm. with you 100% biblically, like for sure, they're not asking us to do anything that we shouldn't. And then the next argument comes is constitutionally, et cetera. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert, but they are, as far as I can tell, the government is not asking us as a church to do anything that's different than they're asking everyone else to do. In fact, in fact, they're being more lenient for towards us and for us. So if that's towards churches, you mean they've given us freedom Yeah, for for churches. So, so Mm -hmm. I would say biblically, Elliot nailed it. It's, it's not, you have no case, yeah. and I would argue the American Bible, the Constitution, 
you have no case either right now, at least in the state of Texas where we are. Mm-hmm. But I think a, uh, yeah. I think there's <laughs> so a, many. There's a meta case to be made of the meta case of infringing on rights, and is it worth it? That case can be made all day long, but don't make it as if it's a slam dunk and you know the answer and everybody else is stupid. That, that's what I would. Mm-hmm. And those those things are all kind of like different cases, you know. Yeah. And I that's think good. the broad the broad brushstrokes of of I guess I'm trying to think speaking in love versus defense mm-hmm. or anger mm-hmm. and building up versus tearing down or being mm-hmm. defensive. Like I think, I think the, the dynamic that so often happens is we do hear, we we get drawn <laughs> into the style of communication that is rampant in social media, which is mm-hmm. l- low facts, high emotion spewing. <laughs> Right. And so, and so you see, you see that and, and and the danger is to say, well, they're doing it. So I'm going to dive in and do my, my counter to what they're doing and tell them the actual thing. And I think what that is, is, is often it's just, it's just, it's out of anger and it's Mm -hmm. defensive and it's, and it's really can be, and not always, you know, sometimes that just needs to be said, you need to rebut their argument, but often Mm -hmm. it can be a, if I don't say this, everything's going to fall apart. It's a, it's a lack of trust that, that we're going to survive mm. if I don't mm-hmm. pipe up, you know, and do it now mm-hmm. and do it strongly and, you know, share yeah. this thing. And, uh, and that's, that's, I guess I'm trying to like build this utopian. How would I do it correctly? Well, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think out of a, this is a thing I love. Like this is my, God has given me a passion for these people guys Mm -hmm. let's go this direction in joy rather than i have to shut down all the lies all the lies have to be shut down by me right now you know um yeah keep keep sharing truth uh and and aiming i guess and and this Mm -hmm. passionate love um Mm -hmm. anyway yeah it's it's really difficult but those are some thoughts i had well and it, (laughs) and it, it really is related to the the pride being our problem right it's it's not putting your trust in god which Gross. is then putting your trust in something else oh, what happened to Joel? which in Joel, this case you is yourself up? and in your own pride oh, no. did everybody else freeze am i the only <laughs> one left the question? <laughs> everybody gone i think I he was gonna another, say um, this is another great. question <laughs> he said it was related is related to the sermon uh i'm gonna i'm gonna pick up with another question because i think he'll edit okay. this audio later okay. okay to get him back uh, so we had a question of what do we do if we don't know our spiritual gifts? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. I even asked my kids, like, do you, what do you guys think? What are your spiritual gifts? Got weird stares, mm-hmm. but you know, like it's an mm-hmm. interesting thing. What, what do you guys so, say? Man. Uh, well, I'll stop cause mm-hmm. I know Dave know the better answer. So, <laughs> so I'll, say, I'll say what I think. Uh, for me, what I think of spiritual gifts, I always think of like, God gives you, God can give you talent. I think he gives you certain skills and unique uniquenesses about yourself. And he gives you passions. And I think uh, once you become a Christian and all those things start to align and now you're using it for the glory of God, you start to see like, hey, wait, this is kind of what I'm gifted at. And then I think the next thing is being those having those gifts confirmed. By other believers mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of times we, we could take the little the gifts test and all these other things like I have the gift of faith and I have to get to all these things but there's no really verification of like hey 
I don't know about that one. <laughs> or yes, you know, I, I'm yes, I see that you have that gift of uh, of teaching or preaching or faith or mercy. Um, so I think that's really important too, just having those having your calling or your gifts confirmed by other believers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. I, yeah, good I think answer. that's a step. That's a step that's skipped often. Is like. I just so know we, what my calling is because of right, myself. Let me ask a. Yeah. Uh, let me jump in and ask a technical question. I have an uh-huh. audio recording going on my computer, Elliot and yeah. Chris. Do you have an audio recording going on your computer? Yeah. Okay. I think we can keep Joey. going. Joey went. Joey went down. <laughs> yeah. His so we're internet off of, died. We're off of video, but we're still on the audio podcast. Okay. Good. Yeah, and I'm recording the video. I don't know why, but I, I just started. Oh. It. I just and, started. And uh, when he when he if he's on eCam. He can strip the audio. You don't, we, don't, we really don't need voice memos, but I can show him how to do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Joey just way lost, higher Joey quality. lost everything, but we'll keep going. Yep. So, spiritual gifts, yeah. What if you don't know it, Dave? So, yeah, I think, um, I think like Elliot said, it's a balance there. You just kind of step out. Natural gifts and spiritual gifts, another big debate. Like, are they the same? Are they different? I think they're generally related, but yeah, the way you know something's a spiritual gift is like, is the spirit working to bear fruit in that area, right? Do people understand Jesus? Do people um, grow in their faith? Are people equipped to serve the body? Um, so those those are kind of got good markers, right? That that it's become a spiritual gift, and it's not just a flesh gift or physical gift. Um, so, but I think we generally start with just who we are. You know, like oh, I like to do X. I like to do Y. This is my personality. This is what I'm good at. Um, and then it is subdued, submitted to the spirit. The spirit empowers that and uses it for his glory. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think we just step out and experiment. We just try. We try to serve people. Paul always talks about it in the New Testament as if it's a very common sense thing and everybody knows what they are. So <laughs> I don't think we need to worry too much, you know, like, oh, some people are, you know, he uses words like leadership, mercy, serving, you know, like, you yeah. know. You know the leadership guy that doesn't have the gift of mercy, and you know the mercy person that doesn't necessarily have the gift of leadership. Sometimes yes. maybe people have both, but you know, like you can kind of, we kind of know what people are good at and what they're not. Um, so yeah, I say just go for it and do your thing. I do not have the gift of music. It's not a musical bone <laughs> in my body, uh, so <laughs> I know for a fact I don't, I don't, I don't have that gift. So pray, I thank you, Chris, for for submitting to the spirit, brother. right on right on man i'm you encouraged me by singing anyway man it's good Uh, yeah i uh i think too one thing just anecdotally to say on that i I do see people falling into the trap of if it's my gift it will be easy oh no no and uh yeah you know like and i think that's a prayerful thing right like if you do keep hitting walls everywhere you go with what you perceive as your spiritual gift that's worth asking someone about mm-hmm. but I, I there's just also still just like I, I read i read paul and i'm just like this guy is supernaturally continuing on when mm-hmm. when yeah there is beautiful this beautiful, beautiful mixture of huge success and ultimate ultimate horrifying pain and struggle right and it's just like um there's so many ways humanly he would just he could have just said man this isn't what i should be doing i'm done you know and so that's when we need the body around us to to say it both ways like keep going even though it's hard and um 
And sometimes maybe when it's good, you're, it, mm-hmm. you're doing something too easy. That's not what you should be doing either. I mean, <laughs> right, I don't know. True. I'm just, no, I'm going to leave that true. open. Right. Like, yeah. Some truth to that. I don't know if you have anything Man. more, especially Dave. Yeah. Uh, my, you? my wife and I were talking about that this week, the idea of suffering, I guess I say that we, we have all said a lot of things, but the, that, that really jumped out at me is suffering and how that's a part of, that's a part of what God is doing in our life. Like we're, we're little, we're little Jesuses, you know, Paul says, I'm filling up in my flesh what is lacking in the Lord's suffering. Mm. Um, yeah. Romans 8 says that that sonship, that adoption is confirmed through our suffering. You know, James says, consider it all joy, you know, as we face these trials. So that is I mean, I, and that's just a few, right? <laughs> like it's overwhelming. Yeah. Um, yeah. My wife and I started talking about it because she just memorized Romans eight, maybe a few months back, and now she's working on oh, memorizing nice. James. And so, you know, she's kind of comparing and contrasting these similar themes in very different books. Um, that's just such a part of it. So, yeah, whether we have gifts or not, we're we're giving ourselves. You know, it's the resurrection life of carrying our cross and. And planting seeds, you know, Jesus talks about a seed grows out of being, you know, dead, going into the ground and dying, coming to life. Ooh, I see Joey again. He's back. <laughs> hey, Joey. I think I think another Man. one. Um, I think another one, brother. For me, is like compulsion, like just being compelled to do a certain thing, even when mm-hmm. it's hard. Like you just, mm-hmm. it's just in you. Like you, no matter what kind of difficulty, it hurts. Um, you know, yeah. and, but you still feel this compulsion to keep going. Because I just yeah. I just think God and the, whole, the God the Holy Spirit is like really driving you like this is what I called you to do. Um, so mm-hmm. I think I know mm-hmm. for me personally that has been that has been a huge thing um, in my life. Just you know cause things mm-hmm. aren't easy. Like I don't care what you I don't care what you say. You can have the gift mm-hmm. of leadership yeah. or teaching or whatever, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's definitely going to be easy. But when you feel compelled yeah. to do it, no matter what, I think yeah, I think you're on to something mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Well, so, so sorry. One, I'm gonna break in real quick. Y'all are in a good train of thought, and I feel bad breaking in. But so <laughs> all the internet went out of my house, wired, wireless, everything. So we lost the podcast uh, live stream for a minute. Uh, probably more like five minutes. It's back now. Just so you know, all the guys were Johnny on the spot, and they kept recording and kept going, and either didn't know or pretended like nothing happened. So. Um, <laughs> So if you check out the audio means, uh, the audio means, I can't speak. I'm flustered now. If you check us out in your <laughs> podcast streams, uh, you'll get the full content of the episode. But they're currently mm-hmm. finishing answering uh, the question, what do we do if we don't know our spiritual gifts? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. action. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask Dave specifically. Um, so we know, I think there's at least two main lists of spiritual gifts that I know of in Scripture. Mm. I'm sure people can yeah, Google them if you don't have a, a four. Four, okay. four common yeah. ones. The two big ones, the First Corinthians okay. 12. So okay. it's in this book. Yep. Um, Romans 12, Ephesians mm. 4, and First Peter 4. I think it's First Peter 4. i got to double check that one. I know it's chapter 4, but I can't remember if it's First or Second Peter. Praise God for brains that can do that. I cannot mm. do that. Oh man! I, but, I remember so, too. My question that's, <laughs> that's good. Y'all are awesome. Yeah. So, First Peter four. Yeah. My, my question is: uh, I, this is a, probably mostly a theological question. Is that 
considered an exhaustive list? Is it you're only allowed to have spiritual gifts from those lists? Um, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. like, e like even the spiritual gift of music, like El Elliot was saying. I don't think those are on that's on any of those lists. So that made me think, oh, huh. Well, what would be your encouragement for that? Is it like, I mean, I'm sure obviously scripture is the best place to start, but is that where, is that it, right? Does that make sense? Can you have the spiritual gift of computer programming, Dave? Uh, so every, <laughs> so let me back into it. Every list is different, yeah. right? Sure, so sure. I'm doubtful. I'm doubtful on the spiritual gift of computer programming, but <laughs> there, there is the spiritual, there's the spiritual gift of administration and of yeah. help. Gotcha. And yeah. of leadership, and you know, so all those kind of would fall in that range, you know. So, um, and you could so give yeah. the the use the gifts that you've been given uh, mm -hmm. to God's glory, which, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that counts yeah. qualifies. Yeah, I missed yeah. half of your conversation so in, on it. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. And so, in general, yeah, those are the, those are the lists to stick to, and they can be translated uh, a bit, and over they can be umbrellas for for specific tasks and things but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pretty much chris, stick to those lists yeah. chris i did have one thing for you in regards to the the, the worship aspect one thing i love mm -hmm. about uh kind of what we do at grace bible especially how you guys talked about it is that you actually teach or preach through music so your your mm -hmm. music is theological so you're literally mm -hmm. like teaching us um theological themes just through music um, so mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. I just want to encourage you just from the teaching aspect um, of knowing like, hey, you're really ministering to us from a teaching um, from a teaching platform. And I, I enjoy it. So um, so I said, keep doing what you're doing, brother. You have the gift. Mm -hmm. Thanks, <laughs> man. <laughs> you heard it here live. No, that's good. Mm -hmm. Next question, Jerry. What do you think? Sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know what ground you've covered here or not, but I felt like my Internet just was out for a while. So you're good. Uh so the next question we have is why do we pray in Jesus' name yet baptize in all three? And we did answer this one in uh, the hanging in the lobby. So we probably mm -hmm. don't need a lot of detail. But the answer is... Mm -hmm. Both and. <laughs> Both and. Okay. Uh, for baptizing, <laughs> it's an easy answer. It's what we're commanded to do. That's an easy answer. Uh, for mm -hmm. praying... Uh, I think I said yesterday something like, um, we, we pray in Jesus' name because that's the power we have to pray. That's uh, the, the person that gives us access to God, right? Um, and so he's the one who, who came, who tore the veil, was the kind of thing I was saying. So that's why we often end our prayers by saying in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. When we say in Jesus' name, we mean because of the power that he gives us, because of the access that he gives us. Um, mm -hmm. we often pray to the father cause that's what we see modeled the most in scripture probably. Um, but mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, I think yesterday I said, I would say it's not wrong to, I think I would actually say, I would encourage you to also pray mm -hmm. to the father, pray to the spirit, pray to the son. Uh, and then Elliot, mm -hmm. Elliot commented that, you know, how we pray is actually Trinitarian or it is all three. And maybe you Absolutely. could say a little more about that, but. Yeah. yeah, I think and, we probably uh, could do a better job at actually praying like that too. I know for me personally, mm -hmm. I can just showing mm -hmm. the Trinity in our prayers and to help you know to help that too. Yeah, yeah. I think rehearsing that in our prayers is helpful for us to become more intimate or get to know God better. But it's not required. It's not like up. Oh, 
you use the wrong word in the wrong place, you're done not listening. You know, the spirit intercedes for us. Romans There's not 8, 26 a magic says, formula? So. Yeah, no yeah. magic formula. Expecto um, Patronum! So I... I, <laughs> I had... A, oh, sorry. I had a bunch of... <laughs> Just end the podcast right there. That's it. That's it. Sorry, go ahead. We, go ahead. we kept recommending a couple of prayer books that get into that a little bit. Brian Chappell's book, Praying Backwards, talks about the whole concept of praying in Jesus' name and really teases it out. So the stuff that, that Joey was saying about Jesus being in our access and <laughs> Elliot was saying about Trinitarian praying, I think I think praying backwards helps you understand that more. He actually says the reason he uses the phrase pray backwards is he's like, it's not just ending in Jesus' name, it's starting in Jesus' name. You know, like <laughs> right, what right. Jesus does, what he accomplishes for us is what opens the door. So <laughs> um so yeah, I would recommend that book also. And I and yesterday I recommended Delighting in the Trinity by Michael Reeves. It's also it's such a, a good book. Fun one. It's such yeah. a good book. Next questions? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next questions. Next question. Speaking Let's in tongues. It. We're gonna be here forever if we try and answer all these. Uh, yeah. Speaking in tongues, how do we know if it's correct or not? Is there a proper way to pray? Uh should we answer that right now or we answered it yesterday, not because it's a hard one, but just because we answered it yesterday. Yeah. Well, Joe, you can always, I mean, I don't know if you're willing to do that, but you can always split it, you know, to a question and answer podcast mm-hmm. and then a regular sermon podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're willing to do that, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'd like to say a little bit because it feels like we're scared if we don't say a little bit. We did answer it yesterday, yeah, yeah. but going back to what I said earlier about the bigger miracle in the daily Christian life is fruit of the spirit and using our gifts for God's glory. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. That that's the really miraculous display of the Holy spirit in our lives. Um, so I don't discount that other miraculous things can happen. Um, I don't personally have the gift of tongue. So it's like hard to comment a lot on those details. Um, I'm suspicious of widespread faking of it as well, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist, you know? So, um, I mean, it in fact so I don't know if does exist. Is I think mm-hmm. what we would say. I mean, that's what I would say. At yeah, least. Yeah, it does yeah. in fact exist. I would say the purpose yeah. of it is for edification, for glorifying mm-hmm. God, for building up the body. Uh, it mm-hmm. should be understood. Um, so whether that means the other person you're speaking to can actually understand it, like in you know early mm-hmm. Acts, the first time with tongues, where they spoke and mm-hmm. everyone who was there was able to understand in their native tongue. Um, or it mm-hmm. should be able to be interpreted uh, by by somebody else. I think mm-hmm. I think in scripture we most see that it's not like this otherworldly heavenly language. It's actually earthly languages right. that you don't actually know how to speak. But mm-hmm. absolutely, mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. All right. First Corinthians fourteen. Next question: Why is there a bear in the drum? <laughs> He wanted to be there, so we're letting him. Uh, it is a, it is actually a, a functional acoustic tone thing. So if you have a big mm. empty drum, it'll sound hollow, and uh, the suitcase is really not deep, and so it actually didn't sound right. And so Steve, our drummer who made it, put a bear in there to kind of make it more thumpy and less like a mm. hollow sound. So there you go. So it's practical and cute. Has a purpose. Uh, yeah. Practical and cute. Yeah, it's distracting, but I just <laughs> went with it. Next question. 
We all love beauty, beauty whether it's in created things or in things that God created, um, whether it's in things like Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, or the Eiffel Tower. However, did Jesus enjoy created things or creation? Um, he seems more interested in people than in landscape or man-made things. Um, he says the disciples, or this person says, the disciple marveled at the beauty of the temple, uh, yet Jesus proclaims that not one of the stones will be left. Um, so what are your thoughts on caring about created things, whether it's things God created or man created, seeing the beauty, mm-hmm. etc. in that? Is that good? Is that bad? If Jesus didn't do it or we don't read about Jesus doing it, does it matter? Did Jesus do it? Loaded question. Mm. Get it. So two, two things I would separate caring for creation and praising God for creation is a definite yes all the way. Jesus did it. The scriptures do it. We should do it. I think uh, praising man-made things is a little different and probably fits under the gifts discussion, right? We, we see under spiritual gifts that we should acknowledge, you know, number one, people are made in the image of God. Number two, people have unique gifts. Number three, if those things are used for God's glory and give honor to him, you know, let's encourage that and praise that and and point it out. So I don't know if that helps. Would y'all add anything to that? I would add, Uh, I was going to add in the idea of, you know, Tower of Babel, right? If we're creating things in order to, you know, show our great accomplishments or reach the heavens or reach God, whatever, like that, that is something we should not be glorying in. And that is prideful and idolatrous. Um, But glorying in the fact that God made humans to have brains that can think and design and, and Mm -hmm. see that triangular structures are stronger than square ones or circular (laughs) ones and, and figure Mm -hmm. out how to piece things together and build, Thing, like that is marvelous and glorious and brings glory to God. So we can glory in that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't know. I, think, yeah. I don't know the answer to the part that Jesus never did that. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, part. I, I don't, yeah. Well, I think. Mm, so for me, I think, I, I think uh, yeah. what, what Dave said was definitely spot on. And you too, Joy. I think when I think of it, I think of God. How how kind of like how theology is presented to us. You know, one obviously through Jesus. And obviously through us as humans, but God speaks to us through creation. So um, I think it's a lot in creation that we learn. I think even Jesus points it out about being anxious. He's like, hey, don't be anxious. Let me look at the lilies of the field. Look at all these other. Yeah, yeah. He points to creation to teach us. Uh, even mm-hmm. in Proverbs, be like the ant like <laughs> who stores up yeah. for the winter. So I think mm-hmm. throughout the Bible, God tells us to look at creation. Look at what I created. Um, obviously, Romans 1, like you, it's no excuse. Look at creation. So mm-hmm. all throughout the Bible, we see that creation is very important and we worship God for what he has created and how he teaches us about himself, reveals himself through creation. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's the lens that I kind of see it through. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, I was trying to think through specifically Jesus referencing things. The first one that came to mind was uh, the temple. And when he's talking to his disciples about the temple and it being tar- mm-hmm. torn down, so he's using mm-hmm. it as a as a metaphor for his body, but he was talking about the beauty of the temple. And, um, I, 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 to me, to me, dividing what man has made and what God has made is, is a false separation. Um, I think sure. what man, what man has made is, is a sub creation. It is a part of creation. It's not, 
So I think you're actually in the way the question was asked. There's a danger of, of I think it was like kind of a Gnostic kind of a thing. All physical things are evil, mm. and all, but all, in, a, in a different vein, but like all man-made things are evil and all God-made things are good. And it's like, well, no, I mean, we have twisted good, you know, we have, you know, and, and we know that um, we've soaked everything in sin. Even, <laughs> even creation is groaning because of what we've done. Um, but there isn't a every anything we've made is bad and anything God made is good. That that's just just a false separation in my mind. Um, I agree. And so, and so that, that so then the question just is is yeah look for beauty everywhere. And I do think I mean I think Jesus's parables or maybe uh, it brings up the whole concept of culture and that God did create us to be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. So that's actually part of. Mm-hmm. His in- initial calling to humankind mm-hmm. is to build culture, and so then all of the things that we've made become part of that calling uh, to build culture. And so when Jesus talks about references parables about you know wedding feasts or weddings or um, I don't know, candles and virgins <laughs> and you know it's like there this it's really snuck in there and you just you don't notice it, but that is a those are cultural artifacts and. And things that are he does use. So when you're trying to be really literal, I do think Jesus does that without looking at it closely. I, I, that's my shoot so from the hips. So that's a good point. That's really a good point. Yeah. yeah. And for the for clarity, I don't think the question asker was dividing them, but that yeah, I think that is we we often divide them. Um, gotcha. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I think specifically the temple. Jesus is negative about the temple, but the temple as I read the New Testament signifies the Jews rebellion against God, you know, that that's his thing about it being torn down is they're saying we'd rather have the stone temple than Jesus, the true temple, you know, like that's the, that's the mm, problem so it's there. So it's, For not, sure. yeah. he, so it's not like, he's not like against cool. all buildings or even necessarily yeah. against that building. It's like, well, I'm, I'm the real building, you know, I'm the real <laughs> temple is what Jesus is. Well, saying and put it that way too god told them to build it and gave the plans for it you know <laughs> right, too, right, so. Right. <laughs> right so and they were beautiful right. man oh my goodness yeah beautiful yeah yeah goodness man yeah, but good point great point yep. all right next, next question. question could you elaborate <laughs> on worship in the home what is its importance what does it look like how does having worship in the home feed into having a strong church body um mm. and, I, and i would say Let's avoid framing this answer. Let's avoid talking just having kids that you're doing a family mm-hmm. worship with kids with or for. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. There may be something coming soon about that specific portion of it. But, I mean, knowing this individual, this is an individual who is a husband and a wife without kids. So, mm-hmm. that, that's, yeah. that's help frame that a little better. Mm-hmm. What do you guys mm-hmm. think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's helpful. I think there's a whole spectrum, right? There's the Romans 12, 1 and 2, all of life is worship. That's one extreme, mm-hmm. which we would agree with. And then there's gathered corporate worship, which is part of what everybody's frustrated about right now is it's kind of weird and different than how we would normally do it. Harder, you know, we're not allowed to gather in person um, or we're allowed but in a very weird way, you know, push that off. But we're not gathering in the normal way. Um, and then there's personal worship right like sometimes we call that a quiet time or 
time of devotion to the Lord. Uh, and then there's in between corporate and private personal worship, there's like worship with your roommate or spouse or kids, you know, or friends informally. Small groups sometimes do that, right? So, um, so anyway, I just frame like all of those are good and important. And there's not a Ten Commandments of how to do all those in perfect proportion, but I think they're all good and all a part of a healthy life of worship. Mm. Yeah. I think there's a a lot of what what I see people wrestling with is trying to just, and, and we even talk about this. So, but trying to recreate a mini worship, a mini corporate worship service in their house, mm. and I think that's actually it's a good methodology. But I don't think you're limited to that. I, I think it's. Mm where my mind goes is um, like you said, all of life is worship. And then there's a reason that we've been told to use these certain forms when we gather together. And there's, there's, they're useful things, right? So singing is mm-hmm. obviously I've studied a lot. So helpful in so many ways that we don't even think about. So doing <laughs> it that ho- at home is probably going to be very helpful as well. Uh, you know, reading mm-hmm. scripture, obviously praying, um, there's these means of grace we call, you know, Google means of grace, and you'll, you'll find a, a lot of that, you know, stuff about that. Um, but I also think that what we've said it before, and I'll say it again, is at home, you do actually have more freedom to kind of figure out what kind of tuning fork you are and what, you know, what ways God loves to speak and move to, in you that mm-hmm. you don't have when it's 300 people. And so there's specific things that you can say, man, I just... I feel so close to God when fill in the blank and you get to lean in mm-hmm. on, on that because it's your own personal worship service or it's your own few people. Um, whereas we're going to be much broader when we're gathered together as hundreds of people. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I, I don't think you have to perfectly recreate the exact order of worship we do when we get together with hundreds of people, but you yeah. do want to look at the tools that, that we're using and, and know, man, they're, we're using that for a reason. There's mm-hmm. there's good help there. So, yeah. uh, for for me, I guess in our family, one thing I always think of when I, when we co- when we worship together is that um, that we are being equipped for ministry, mm-hmm. and I think that ministry mm-hmm. kind of goes obviously into your family, into the into the world. So the ministry doesn't just stop in the church. So it's like mm-hmm. you you go mm-hmm. out and you you know you've been you do the things you've been you've been equipped with, and so I think that mm-hmm. enters into the home. Um, and the way in which you do it, I like what Pastor Dave, what you said yesterday, like so it's so much freedom in that. Mm-hmm. I think you like, have some overarching principles about singing, you know, open up mm-hmm. your Bible, pray. Um, and mm-hmm. we so we'll do those type of things. And I think even within that is it's freedom, whether you mm-hmm. have kids or don't. Man, mm-hmm. I mean, before we had uh, Richie Ray here, we would do Bible study together and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, we still do it to this day. So I think those things are good. And from a principle standpoint, I like Deuteronomy 6. It talks about, hey, you know, hey, keeps it always, you know, keep the word of God on your lips, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. So I think about it like in yeah. the car, walking to school, no matter what, always mm-hmm. use moments in your life to teach truth. And that is definitely in the home. I mean, you can stop a whole movie mm-hmm. and just say, hey, look, this is what the movie said. But let's talk about this truth, mm-hmm. what is really true. And you can have a whole worship <laughs> service just right there. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's so helpful to have so many variations of that, um, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I man, I think it's very important. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. very very important. Final question: 
Final question is in the same vein, so I didn't want to hang on that one too long. In the same vein, uh, we have a question asking what you would recommend for staying connected with others and doing some type of family worship for people who uh, have families who are far away and and or I guess they're they're self isolated or staying at home or quarantined, uh, you know, away in their own home. So it's more specific to this point in time of our life and I, d- I don't know the exact answer uh, my initial answer is man use the technology that you have and you've been given um, hmm. uh, the the biggest man what was it Seder meals or something that was happening pretty close hmm. when when quarantine happened and, and people were doing them over Skype yeah. and figuring mm-hmm. it out and doing them over zoom and I mean mm-hmm. it's hard it's a little weird but it's it's where we are right now, and I think the best bet is don't be afraid to use the technology that you have and that's available. That's my first recommendation. Okay, yeah, I'm sober. I do a group with Elliot, and we sing a song over Zoom. Right? Are we using Zoom? <laughs> yes, we do. I was and, just gonna go there. We sing a worship song every time. But you know, you're out of sync if you're hearing each other sing. So we he shares. A YouTube video of the song with lyrics and then we all mute ourselves and we sing you know so we're Ooh. like looking at the screen singing together but we can't really hear each other but we can hear the original song you know so it's like it's not the same as hearing other people's voices together but it's a step in that direction so that's, that's something I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the weirdness of it you know I'm like huh never done <laughs> this before but okay you know it is weird but it's so good mm-hmm. yeah I think see I, I keep I'm a tech guy too, so I'm, I'm attacking mm-hmm. it, te- you know, uh, strategically too. I th- I think categorically we keep thinking video, 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 only video, ever, and it's like there's still phone calls, people, and <laughs> yeah, there's still yeah. text, there's still text mes- messages, um, and there's, I mean, there's still, still email letter writing, and like, yeah, letter writing. I mean, yeah. So I, oh, I think that's wow, what people like. People don't. Uh, mm-hmm. you're, our brains are just not going there because of the Zoom branding thing. But it's like, yeah. honestly, I, I, I had the thought last week of um, we should share prayer requests and just not have to pray on a video. Like, like mm-hmm. send it however you want. You know, yeah, write a letter of, of hey, I'm praying for mm-hmm. you. What, yes. what can I pray yeah. for? And, and just don't feel like you have to always do it on the video or say, send yeah. someone a book like buy it on amazon and say let's go through this together not on video we don't have to like read it on a video to be doing it together yeah. we could get together to discuss um i just i think mm-hmm. it's funny we just everything's a video yeah. <laughs> yeah, now it's like yeah, oh, we've, true, we've been true. actually using this technology you speak of the telephone call <laughs> yeah. we've been using this in our family so Right now, our family is basically split between here and Memphis. My youngest daughter is usually in Oklahoma City, but she's here because of the corona. The other, the other uh, four members are in Memphis. My wife's been reading us a story, so we've just been doing a story time with a telephone. You know, just cool reading together, like we're reading this, reading the. It's actually a kids' book that I read to my girls when they were little, and we're just reading it together as a family. It's fun. Yeah, that's so cool. I know Tiss is doing like a. She's doing a book study on how to. Uh, how to have better friendships as a Christian with uh with some some girl some you know some girlfriends that she have like four or five of them and they mm-hmm. I mean they are deep I mean they they they're they're meeting together 
like you know doing sometimes, but man, they they took, come together every week at least as a as a team. But man, and uh, just on the phone, like they just talking, and um, mm-hmm. they it's mm-hmm. been really. I mean, they've been writing testimonies from this thing. It's been like deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cool. I think it's been yeah. I think it's so many things you can do. It's unlimited with the technology that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some apps that are made just for voice too that do a good job. If you want to do just mm-hmm. just voice, I don't know, like uh, Discord or something, does a pretty good job of just voice and helping it be better than just video. If you don't want to do video, I don't know. I don't feel a strong pushback against video other than it makes you be in one place. Like I don't like that I have to sit at my desk. And mm-hmm. Dave obviously would argue that there's other options for that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I like being able to be on, I mean, what I really used to love is putting Bluetooth on, on my phone and driving (laughs) and talking, you know, while you're driving, but haven't done that in a while, but yeah, yeah, I do like that without video, there's a lot more options, but I, I like this idea. I've, I've been oh, moving to, no, I'm just saying I've been moving to the hologram though. Anyway, so <laughs> the, the hologram. Well, just, wait, hope. wait. I'm like, what? <laughs> Y'all living in I 2020? Like, uh, Chris' idea about uh, uh, just telling someone you're praying for them. I had something that was really powerful for me to happen last week uh, hmm. with school. You know, I, you know, Dave. You know what I've been going through with my mental health and stuff like that. And uh, one of my professors. He just emailed me a professor I had like I, I can't remember like maybe two semesters ago because um, mm-hmm. I wrote to the, uh, the the credit commission thing about getting an extension because of what I was going through, and he just emailed me and said, "Hey, Ellen, I'm praying for you tonight." He, is, he wow. but I know he sits on the on that board, so <laughs> so I'm sure he you know he kind of read what what I had to say, and and I was moved, man. I was just like, wow. He didn't pray. He didn't pray with me. He just said he mm-hmm. just shot me an email, Ellen, I'm praying for you. He said, I'm praying for That's you awesome. tonight. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. Cool. I thought that was really good. So, Chris, you you, you are definitely on the money with that. And uh, I mm-hmm. started doing that in, in, in CR after that happened to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I need to do that with other people because it's mm-hmm. a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say to, to get it back to or keep it on the question a little bit longer is, man, if you are single and you're, you're um, staying at home alone, use use this time and use your freedom of being single to um to do more and better ministry right like you can do that better than me right now Mm -hmm. so do that better than me right um Mm -hmm. i don't know why i can't think of the exact reference but you know being single you can do better ministry oh first corinthians seven first corinthians seven there you go All right. Amen. Anything else? We've been going for a long time. I don't know the official count because all of my timers reset. So, <laughs> but I think we're we're done. Do you feel done? We're I done. feel done. Yeah. I feel we're like it's well hour, hour done. Twenty-five, Joy. Hour, hour twenty-five. Yeah, I think uh, we need five more minutes. Then, right? All right. Let's, <laughs> let's squeeze out five round more minutes. Round it all. Yeah. All right. Well, Elliot, thanks for being here again this week. Hey, I think you're just gonna have to be our. Uh, our quarantine, uh, I don't yeah, know, I'm with it. a quarantine man during, uh, I think it's nice to have you. Um, we'll just rotate out who gets a break every week, and Elliot just will always <laughs> fill in the gap. Uh, Sweet. Anything else, Dave, Chris, Elliot? Man, oh, man this is I, have, I have something really nerdy. Okay. Yep. Ner- nerd theology moment. 
for your five minutes? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, okay, this is a fun one. I've, I've been reading a book, fiction book. So I like to read You're fantasy such books. a nerd reading books. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes these things, when they're really well written, hit this imagination zone and connects the theology so beautifully for me. And uh, so let me tell you this story, and uh, hopefully it will, I'll, get, I'll be able to take you there with me a little bit of my <laughs> recent revelation. So, okay, the main character in this part of the story, yeah, you ready? He's a wizard, okay? Basically. They don't call him that, so it's less nerdy. But <laughs> he's a wizard, okay. So his oh, basically God. on his, he's, he's getting married, and during the wedding feast, his, his wife-to-be gets murdered. Okay, yeah, pretty deep, pretty dark. So then he's he goes and finds her, and he's so distraught, and he basically wants to do anything he can do to bring her back to life, to undo this death that's happened. And he he basically misuses his power and like sucks in power from all the, all the people in the whole city, and basically kills everyone in his attempt to bring her back to life. Wow. And so, mm. anyway. So that's this pivotal so, moment in the story, and the whole the whole rest of the story, he's basically trying to figure out any way he can, what anything he can do to like travel back in time, to do whatever he can do to both get his wife back and to undo this horrible thing that he's done, right? Um, hmm. And so, and at one point in the story, there's this imposter that pretends to be his wife, and how he knows that it's not his wife is he says, my wife would have never forgiven me for what I, I, what I did to try to save her. So there's this deep wrestling, right, with, with mercy and justice and what can and can't be undone. Um, and th- at this one point where it really just came home to me, there, this, this God figure hap- appears in the forest to this, this main character, and he says, it can all be undone. You're just, you, you haven't, you know, basically you haven't gone far enough. You haven't tried hard enough. You haven't done the right thing yet, but it can all be undone. And he says, how can this be true? How can I stop being guilty? How can my wife never have died? Right. And that was just like, oh my goodness, right. Heaven and what Jesus has done, right. Is it the closest thing I think that we can really as humans get to imagining it is time travel like can you imagine never having been guilty in the first place can you imagine no wrong having ever been done to you we can't right we can't imagine that it can be so perfectly the end of the story could be so perfectly written that it was it's that good as if we traveled Mm. back to eden and it had never been done in the first place and in fact really the christian view i think is not just that it's never happened but it's even better for the darkness right. that happened and so anyway mm. there's my nerd theology moment it was just like a, oh, oh when you man, get into that narrative so there you go yes, you my son-in-law said elantris elantris oh, yeah. question mark brandon sanderson that's not it but yep uh, oh, that's not oh, it. Exactly. <laughs> no, sorry, oh, oh i'm not gonna ask I, I don't know if i totally recommend this book 100 percent, but there's there's beautiful <laughs> okay, i'll tell him sorry <laughs> we'll tell harris offline we're not gonna tell uh anybody on, on the live i guess all right it's well, pretty nerdy but there's beauty in there expecto patronum and stuff <laughs> well thanks for hanging out guys thanks for putting up with craziness 
listeners and internet going out, etc. I'm uh, being summoned to lunch, so I'm <laughs> gonna go. Love you all. We'll talk to you later. We are out of here. Thank you. Peace out.